Welcome to Aquarian Anarchy, everyone. I am Chad. We're going to get to uh, Marcus and hopefully our special guest here shortly. Nico's running a little late. But first, for our listening audience, we will read our quote. It's from Alexis de Tocqueville. Nothing is more wonderful than the art of being free, but nothing is harder to learn how to use than freedom. And if that has not been evident <laughs> this last year, I don't know what is. Welcome, everyone. Like I said, to Aquarian Anarchy, don't forget to like, to share, to subscribe. If you haven't already subscribed, hit that bell icon so you can get the notifications. We are waiting on our very special guest, Karen Ann Harlos. She is the uh, secretary of the National Party, uh, the Libertarian National Party, and uh, she is going to be joining us. We have quite the show planned for you because there has been... Um, probably the most insanely active week of craziness around the LP with our guest right at the center of it. The funny thing about it is, Marcus, we did not plan this. We set this interview nope. up like two months ago. Right. <laughs> and, and back then it was just like we were we were looking, you know, we we're pulling guests in, trying to get, get folks uh, in. And there she is in her beautiful, I was watching her, uh, I was watching her, put her wig on this uh, early yeah. day on her stream. It was beautiful. Uh, Karen Ann, we were just talking about how this was not the plan when we scheduled you two months ago. No, it wasn't <laughs> at all. But here we are. And, and look, I wore this uh, very special uh, shirt. Yeah, oh my God. It's, it's kind of like that, right? And I'm so uh, sorry for being late, but I ran out to get something to eat and there are coal trains in Colorado and I got stuck behind a 20 minute long right at the of the coal train. Excuses, excuses. So I, literally, I might even be out of breath. I just ran in the door. <laughs> oh, I'm stuffing right. my face it's with a quarter pounder. Very. <laughs> uh, see, no, see, no, you're, when you're we fine. retell that, we'll tell everybody you were you were stuck on a train with Coltrane, and uh, <laughs> yeah, as long as, <laughs> as, long as it's not Nickelback, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, there was this. Uh, so I don't know if you if you're familiar the um, the guy who did Mystery Science th Theater three thousand. Mm -hmm. Um, he he had this site. It was called Rift Tracks um, in like the late '90s, early 2000s, where he would go get like it was like Roadhouse and like I can't remember the Britney Spears movie, but it was all these like bargain bin movies. And he did that, but it, he he recorded it as an MP3. And so then he would tell you like, all right, at this part of the opening credits, hit play, and then that's when you know, and it's all synced up. And one one of the I don't remember what movie it was, uh, but it was there was this a Creed song starts playing at the beginning of the movie. And then, uh, so he goes, he goes, Oh, listen to this Nickelback song. And they're like, no, that's Creed. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, that's a Creed song. He's like, Oh, I thought Nickelback, a Nickelback song was just a terrible song that you didn't want to listen to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so anyway, um, let me, uh, let me set the stage, I guess. Um, so, oh, Nico's here. All right, we we the band is all here. Hello. All right, we we, we it took us a took us a few minutes. Maybe he but was behind a coal train too. Yeah, maybe so. He maybe was. So. He was. He was. Nico, are you in Colorado too? No, Nico's in Chicago. Um, so we got Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Louisiana down here. So, Karen and I, I met you uh, in New Orleans at the 2018 convention um, for the first time there, and that was. Uh, that was quite the experience, but I, I wanted, I just want to jump right in. I know everybody's uh, 
everybody who's tuning in is interested to hear. Um, I know you've been talking about it a lot this week. Um, there's a lot going on. There um, is a lot going on. Oh my God, it's been terrible. Yeah, we are we are dealing with uh, something that I mean I don't know I haven't been around. I just full disclosure, like I joined the party um, like late 2017. I was an observer from outside for a while, but uh, but just joined then. But this reminds me an awful lot of I was a uh, I caucused for uh, Ron Paul in 2012 here in Louisiana. And we sent 74, 74% of the delegates to the state convention in Shreveport that year as Ron Paul delegates. And an awfully similar thing. There was a little more physical violence used in <laughs> Shreveport um, than, uh, than, than there is in this case. But very similar um, type of situation that I'm seeing here where the duly elected you know, members are just being summarily dismissed. Yeah, I, I said that on Tom Wood's <laughs> show that... I see a, a, a direct parallel. Obviously, it doesn't walk on all fours, but a mm-hmm. direct parallel as to what the Republican Party did to the, the Ron Paul revolution. And it's just pathetic. And to hear some of the party members last night in public comment say they don't care about the rules. They don't care what happens to these people. I was like vomiting in my mouth. I mean, that is just the most outrageous mm-hmm. thing. If you don't care about right, listen, I very rarely say these things, but if you don't care about rights, you aren't a libertarian. Sorry. Get sure. the fuck, get like, go on. I don't mean out of the party. Cause I don't ever throw anybody out of the party, right, right. but I'm doing like the Italian get out of here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the, the what's what, I watched your your stream earlier this afternoon. I've seen a, you know quite a few of them here recently because I know now you have a lot more free time on your hands to uh, where, yeah. where, it's, uh, where you're able to be like you, you said something about like I don't know if I'd be able to deal with this right now if I if I was employed because I'd be you know super distracted with all this stuff going on trying to try to hold it all together and and you have kind of been like the glue I think that's sort of holding the party together because you you are equal opportunity you call out both sides of of these discussions and you're just as it should be trying to hold down what the truth yeah. is. You know? And most people don't know that nearly mm-hmm. everyone on the LNC has a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So if you're wondering why some of the other members might seem a little scattered and, yeah. and I kind of like went off a little bit today that I probably going to have to apologize on the LNC mm-hmm. list. Cause I got a bit frustrated actually with John Phillips where it just seemed like he was flip-flopping and I'm like, there's more flip-flopping on the LNC than a freaking beached mackerel. But I, I forget that I have a lot more time than most of them mm. now. So that was probably an uncharitable comment, but there is still a lot of flip-flopping, but John mm-hmm. probably didn't deserve that comment from me. And if he's listening to this, he'll, he'll hear me apologize. I'm very quick to apologize. Richard Longstress flop, flip-flopping on the EC call. There's no fucking excuse for that. That was like the direct 180. Well, it was yeah. because he was mad at me and it's great. Mm. Okay. Because I tell you not to yell at me. Then all of a sudden, you know, you, you get all butt hurt and, because John Phillips bitch slapped you over you running to the state for validation of our affiliate. There's no excuse for that. He gave a fantastic argument for his yes vote. And then he says debate changed his mind. Really? What in that five minutes of debate that was only about how we shouldn't be running to the state changed your fucking mind, Richard? Mm-hmm. Right. No, you care more about the approval of the chair, which you have since the beginning I mean, let's face it. It's, I'm going to say the quiet part out loud. He's been sucking up to the chair the whole time. And he got mad at me 
because I dared to say, don't yell at me. So mm. I, I, listen, him and I used to be, and this is really a used to be now, I'm sure after all of this, good friends. He mm. was a product of Colorado. He was, we were like so proud of him. I don't know what happened. He used to be one of the most principled people that I know. But when I say that the LNC is where radicals go to die, he asked me once who I was talking about. And I said, you. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, what's funny is how I first uh, was introduced, not directly. I think I met you first in, I think, Texas. Um, but uh, when I was working for Adam, but the first place I saw you was at a, uh, on the radicals Facebook uh, page. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who's this pink haired chick? I gotta check her <laughs> out. And, uh, and so, um, so I, I did and found out what you're about, but, but I, you're right though. The, the, what I what I see, and, and there are some notable exceptions, including yourself, but it seems like you get brainwashed when you get on the LNC. And, you know, I'm with Chad. I came to this party. Honestly, I came to this party. I had given up on electoral politics entirely. And mm -hmm. I came to the Libertarian Party because Adam asked me to. We had become friends and he and same here. He convinced me. And so I got involved and I'm like, oh, great. Let's let's get involved. And I met realize a couple that so many of them hate each other. And you're like, wait, yeah, I they hated we me directly. The wait, so the whole party that I'm not affiliated with, thank God, because y'all oh, no, sound no, no, like no, 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 thank God. Come on, dude. <laughs> Look, I, I, here's the thing. I'm not going to have to work on both of them, Karen Ann, because Marcus. Look, is look <laughs> thank you to my saving grace, my man's Chad. <laughs> He, you know, delivered me a few books, a little bit more on history and things of that nature. You got and, the other uh, one? You got the second yeah, one? Yeah, I just yeah, got it today. Right, so right. I'm going to dwell deep into it. I'm not knocking the idea of joining a political party, but at the point, at this point in time, I'm not worried about any other politics than just like my community. Like, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, put a claim on my name because it's just, there's no point. Like I legit feel like as if there's no point in putting a claim on a name because then your views have to align like this. It's like, as I'm hearing a popularity contest, like people are flip-flopping and, you know, trying to snuggle up on somebody. I'm not, I'm all good on that fake stuff. Like, yeah. But you want to know something there's, there, there's a nobility in fighting it. And, yeah, and, and that's kind of where, where I'm at. You know, and I could see exactly where it happened. Like, for instance, with, with Richard, what happened is there was this time where we were trying to balance the budget and a bunch of people wanted to work on balancing the budget. But JBH handpicked Richard and gave him the special attention. Then all of a sudden they were the prag radical like alliance that was being held up. Meanwhile, there were like five, six other people that wanted to work on it and they were frozen out. And it was acted like it was just those two were the heroes. And then he 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 really, really like liked that attention. And the principles went downhill mm. from then. And I hope he recovers them. You know, he may never forgive me for speaking out against him, but I am always open to reconcile with anyone when they come back to principles. There's been more people like some of the people that have been like the biggest eh with even funny way before I was a libertarian. When I was back in the theology, if you think libertarian debates are vicious, you ain't seen nothing. You see two Christians go at it. And there, there's a guy who you may even know. He's pretty well known amongst the anarchist community, Virgil Valdiva. He was a big time Christian. I was, and we were like this. And he'll laugh his ass off because he threatened to sue me because he trademarked a word. Okay. And I was like, yeah, and I'm going to sue you for sending me stupid emails. And we did this like 
reeky flame war that is just so embarrassing looking back now. And we went our separate ways and all of a sudden we met again in the anarchist community and we're like best friends now. And we hated each other. And so like, I'm, I, I hope one day Richard and I will be great friends again, but you you got to get back to principles. Right. That sounds like you just said Jesus made y'all hate each other and anarchists made you love each other. (laughs) I think that could have been it, but it's just so funny how we came to the same conclusions. Totally. Now he's not a party person. He thinks I'm totally stupid for being involved in a party. He like tolerates it, you know, but, um, you know, he understands why I do what I do. Different paths, you know, but I'm like totally open to reconcile with anyone, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to call out their shit now. Right. Oh, absolutely. Sure. And, and, and a lot of this shit needs to be called out, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I have to say, I, I've got to put this out there. We, we had a, we have a, a telegram chat and when New Hampshire put out that tweet about um, child, child labor, <laughs> it, you know, my exact opinion was, Oh, that's terrible messaging. You know, that was my exact, <laughs> exact opinion about what they said, because it is terrible messaging. You, you know, for me, and I said this to Chad before we came on messaging is about telling the truth and in such a way that the masses can adopt it. And that's not, you and I are going to disagree did. here. Okay. We are, we're going to, I don't think it was great messaging. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't think it was terrible messaging by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. Um, I, I think their mistake was trying to do too too much in a tweet. In one tweet, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they, they brought in the idea of public schools being terrible and child labor. What they right. were really trying to say, and they said it very badly, is that public schools suck so bad that your kid would be better off working. And I actually think that's true. That's a that's but a I, that's a really good tweet right there. Yes, but they didn't word <laughs> the way it. You that said way. it is much better. Yeah, but the thing is, like, that's my wording point. something inartfully or not with the best wording, where a copy editor would go in and be like, eh, "Let's move this word here and let's well, replace I'm this a word writer, with this." Yeah, so... well, right. But I'm saying something like that does not justify criminal theft of right. all but of your resources. Where I'm going to disagree with Marcus, I don't think libertarian messaging is to get the masses to adapt it. Mm. The masses are not going to adapt it. Revolutions right. aren't started by the masses. Revolutions are started by a committed minority. So that's where I You're disagreed. Right. Um, I think maybe I wasn't so clear on what I disagreed mm. on. I do think it was worded badly, but I have mm. zero problem tw- I guess what I'm saying is fundamentally, I don't have a problem with a tweet saying legalized child labor. I would have actually just took in the words of Tooken. Here I am saying I'm a writer and there I am with sloppy English. Hey, writing is speaking two different though. things, Baron Ann. Come on now. I would have went to the 2002 platform, which was yeah. workshop to death, mm-hmm. taken that language and used that mm-hmm. rather than trying to reinvent something off the cuff. Uh, most people are not upset because it was written poorly. It could have been written like, you know, Pulitzer Prize and they still would have been upset because they're embarrassed by mm-hmm. the libertarian principle behind it. Mm-hmm. And now people are all up on me because I've said and I've clarified it enough times that people have no excuse to lie. I go, I've said kind of tongue in cheek. You think New Hampshire was bad. And Colorado is saying, hold my beer. And then I went on and explained what I said yeah. is that we are going to be tweeting out bold libertarian messaging. It's going to be written better, mm-hmm. but the underlying principles 
might be legalized child labor. That wouldn't be the first thing I would do because it's not, I don't have kids, so it's not like top on my list, but you can bet your sweet ass that re-legalized recreational cocaine's at the top of the list. Who's? Yeah. Close the door, Wayne. Yeah. No, I'm just that wasn't on my end. I know, I know. <laughs> it's Wednesday. I forgot. I was my bad. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, uh, shit. I just had to steal Karen Ann's uh, yeah. catchphrase. <laughs> so, no, uh, you know, there's going to no. be some bold messaging coming out of Colorado that no, it's going to be worded much, much better. We won't try to do too much in one thing. Mm-hmm. And the people are going to hate mm-hmm. us just as much, which is going to show that it's not about the wording. It's sure. about they're embarrassed by radical libertarian messaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And and the thing is, this is what and my wife and I were having this conversation earlier this evening in preparation for this. Um, but Rothbard talked about very similar ideas. I think it was in it was like 88 or 89 in the Libertarian Party convention in Michigan, I think. I saw it on YouTube. And what he basically said is this is kind of the the challenge of having a party is that you're going to have people that are embedded that their number one priority is the survival of the party. And they can, they, they sure on, on surface, they care about the, the principles, but they really care about the party. And he said that we have to fight that, that we have to push back against that mm-hmm. and which may cause a revolution once in a while. And, um, and I think that's possibly where the, where, what we're seeing starting to take place. Because allegedly this is a similar thing happened in 80 with the whole crane thing. I, Mm -hmm. even though I do the history stuff, I haven't delved too deeply into that. I've delved into it enough to know that there are a lot of parallels to what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And those of you who watch my streams know well enough that I pretty much wear my Christian faith also on my sleeve. And I I, I make biblical analogies a Mm -hmm. lot, but I think they apply whether you're religious or not. And what's going on with the party now with the messaging where Mm -hmm. the people think, oh, we can save the party by watering down the messaging. I'll just quote what Jesus said about watering down the gospel. What profited a man if he wins the world, but Mm -hmm. loses his soul? Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, and he also Riffin. said, uh, he said, he said, I, you know, if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's so much of that because yeah, they had that temptation. Then they were scared. They're scared for their lives. Or he said, you're the salt of the earth. But what happens if the salt loses its saltiness? It's only good to be mm-hmm. thrown on the fire, trampled underfoot by men and burned. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. And none of that. You don't have to believe in God to realize there's wisdom yeah. in that. I could sure. just as easily pull out the Quran or any other religious text. That's why they've survived this long because there's just mm-hmm. homegrown wisdom in it. Absolutely. Yeah, and I will say to, to the point of like what Marcus was saying about uh, reaching the masses or anything like that, to the extent that you can, like some of what you're doing is just trying to break out of the noise because there's mm-hmm. so much, there's so much noise that, that being, being too milk toast and sounding just like the Democrats and Republicans, but just, with like slightly different, you know, a little nuance on mm-hmm. the same thing that they're doing. Everybody just reads that as like, why would I care about like, for, you know, the same arguments that we always get about like, why would I vote for your candidate? You, they can't win. 
and also they sound like the exactly. they, they either sound like the Democrat or they sound like the Republican or some weird, disgusting combination of the, of the yeah, two. Yeah, some kind of those, like to those folks, weird, you know? so, yeah, like kind right. of Franken thing. See, you this know? is what I was talking about the party thing. Like, I'm good on that. They're too judgy. Yeah. Like, I'm good on that. <laughs> like, fakeness. It it looks like, like uh, even if I were, to, I mean, there's no like lost faith in you're breaking you know, up, buddy. Can you oh, hear I me? Hear, I no, hear I got good. him fine. That's, uh, that might be on your end, Marcus. No, you're good, Nico. Okay, it might oh, be me. But um, to to have right. like that, say like I don't want to say labels, but it's a label. It's like a label. It's like at the end of the day, one party believes in one principle and another party believes in the other principles, but those principles all revolve around life, which there aren't that many principles to divide from and like alter from. So for all this, like to be a headache and somebody feel some type of way about my lively principles because of my experience is just bullshit. Like you calling me out on certain things and me calling you out on certain things, it's just the way of life. And some people deserve to be in certain communities. That doesn't mean that they have to be labeled from that community. You feel me? It's just, I just feel as if like, it's just a lot of, uh, I don't know, unnecessary stuff for a party. Well, you know, um, and I'm sure you've thought of all this, you know, I'm not going to insult your intelligence to, to insinuate that you haven't. But um, David Nolan, when he put forth the case for the Libertarian Party, it's funny doing like what most people today would consider actual politics was not one of the reasons he formed the party. Mm. He formed the party to capitalize on the status system and, and, and kind of exploit it because he mm. knew you would get a lot of publicity simply by being a party. So it's mm. kind of like. Ha ha, you set this up like this is your part. Like when I say party now, like your 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 mm -hmm. rave, and we're we're right. we're gonna crash it and drink all your beer. And right. that's kind of the way I view it. Uh, electing candidates is great if you can do it, but don't sell mm. your soul for it. A good right. friend of mine who's one of the founders of the Radical Caucus, Mark Montoni, wrote an article that everyone needs to read that's entitled Why Hold Back If You're Not Going to Win. And in it, he's like, if you're gonna pander. Why would anyone go to you? Because there's two old parties that are much That's better it. at pandering yes. than you are, and they're yeah. going to win. Mm -hmm. The sure. thing is, we sh we're not, our messaging isn't to the soccer moms in Peoria. Our messaging is to the people out there who are just dying to hear somebody say an actual libertarian thing and see themselves in it. They don't mm -hmm. know yet what they are. I know when I read the platform, it was like the heavens opened and the angels sang. I felt these things, but I'd never yeah. seen it put into words before. Mm -hmm. You know, no, I've never met a libertarian. Somebody, yeah, they're looking for somebody who who will, unlike the, the Republicans, say fuck you to the cop that kicked their, their, their friend in the head, and unlike the Democrats, also say fuck you to the IRS agent that stole the money to pay right. the cop. For sure. and, and and respects them like I, I I happen to think libertarianism is the only philosophy that res actually respects the image of God in each and every man mm -hmm. because it allows you to mm -hmm. live your life I mean fully as you see fit as long as you're not harming anyone else everyone else says right. they believe that but well, th this is the only philosophy that does that that doesn't mm -hmm. feel some sense of entitlement to other people 
for sure. And, and you can see it. I mean, who believes that God's like, you here, I'm going to give you free will so that you can pay attention to that asshole. You, you know, who really believes that? You know, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because I'm all about human dignity. And I think libertarianism is the only philosophy that actually honors human dignity. All the other ones view you as a pawn of another person or of a system. Mm -hmm. And I, I think part of the, the problem to get back a little bit to the, the messaging and those kinds of ideas is one of the, the problems that I've seen, and, and I'm not the expert of everything, but I think that something that I personally see problem is people lose focus. You know, you, there's a reason why political, you know, people suggest that you should, you know, refine your message to three to five things and, and then have a pivot point. And what I would do, you know, I believe in Adam's idea of localization. So what I would do is I would have like three to five bullet points that I stick to, you know, in the wars, uh, in the drug war, in, uh, in the police state, those kinds of things. And then have something I can pivot from. And you can see where Ron Paul did that uh, when he when he would say, you know, I, I disagree with that, but, you know, Constitution, da, 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 da. And I think Adam handles it better when somebody says, okay, some, some idea you didn't think about in your five bullet points, that somebody brings it up, you can pivot and go, okay, well, that should be handled in your local community. It shouldn't be handled in the, the, in DC, it shouldn't be handled in the capital, whatever, and pivot to localization as the way to move forward. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen more often than, than and it, that it, so often that it makes me furious is they'll go off. Like, don't get me wrong. I think transgenders have rights. They have mm -hmm. absolutely all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about such a small percentage of the of the populace that that yes, there it matters. But do we need to talk about it for hours on end? You know, let's talk about the things that really matter to people and convince. Okay. You and I are just going to disagree all over okay. the place. Um, let me just Good. ask you to consider this. I don't think any of us have the right to tell what other people what should matter sure. to them, and. If somebody's main issue is transgender issues, that's just as valid. I think it's a sense of entitlement when we say, oh, no, no, this is more important than this is what you should be talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I even disagree with you on what you counted as your top ones, mm -hmm. but I won't dare to tell somebody that transgender issues cannot be their top priority, that that somehow makes them less than I am or like not as caring about the entire world issues. Mm -hmm. It's up to each individual to determine what their main issues are. None of us have any right to dictate that to them. Absolutely. I agree with you completely. I was talking from my head. I'm yeah, okay, I think what Marcus okay. was saying was more like that that if you don't say that stuff that then like people right. come well, and they're trying to impose it on you. It on as you. If, right. Yeah. As right. if you're right. anti-trans if right. you don't adopt if you don't, that as your you don't main make issues. it your number one right. thing if it's not in all of your messaging or something or if you don't Yeah, you know, I agree. It's with like you this there. it's like the thing with like posting a black square on Instagram or whatever. It's like look, I got like what is the black square like going to pay your bills? Like, I don't understand. Like what, you hey, know, like there's, Chad, there's I some helped. things. I put the square huh? there. I helped. You did? You can't. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> hell no. I hell no. Sure as hell <laughs> but that helped. Okay. It created awareness. Plenty of people saw that black square. You know, they helped if you scroll through their feed. Yeah, they, but, they, but, they they thought there was a pixel out on their screen. Yeah. But back <laughs> right. to that, back to that, uh, back to that thing about messaging though. Like, so, 
So I, I mean, I see I have the Hotep Nation hat and the 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 banner in the background. You know, our our good friend Hotep Jesus. He he says uh, with his Twitter marketing book, he says write tweets that will punch people in the face. And to a certain extent, like that's kind of I think. And I, and so in that sense, I didn't have a problem with like some of the approaches that that the uh, now maybe from the official you know party. Uh, account maybe you know it's 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 different when like i do it or when versus versus that um and official positions and everything but i do think that like sometimes this bold messaging needs to be um it needs to be coming from the party more officially not not mincing words and not trying to say like like i, I saw what they did later on which i thought was hilarious where they're like I think, I think war is a no-no, you know, like, it's just like, like yeah. these little, like very, very milk toast. Like, is yeah, this what like, you like want? When, is this better? When people were demanding that, you know, my, I live my life condemning bigotry. I don't mm -hmm. need to swear your blood up every single time. Yeah, right. right. So that's why I went on my page and said, you know, I condemn stepping on Legos and I think <laughs> cancer is bad and puppies are cute. Right. I, right, I, I'm right. not going to swear your blood oath. Mm -hmm. I think that's a bigger problem. I, I, I actually, I posted, I think I condemn the forcing of people to swear blood oaths as irrational and repugnant. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And, and I'm not, like, I'm not, you listen, point to something in my life. If you think I've done something that's bigoted and we'll, we'll deal right. with that, but right. I'm not swearing your blood oath. It, it, it's remember the Kramer episode with the ribbon. Where he wouldn't wear the, he was walking in the oh, AIDS yeah, march yeah. and he yeah. refused to wear the ribbon and they tried to beat the shit out of him because he wouldn't wear the ribbon. And he's like, I'm marching for your AIDS thing here. Right. Like, right. But no, I don't want to wear your the ribbon, ribbon. The ribbon is the whole thing. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, and that's the thing, like, one of the points that you made this week is, you know, this uh, majoring in the minors stuff that there's so much of this. We, we we haven't even talked about this yet this episode but yes let's talk about the fact that for 15 to 18 months now the lp has been largely silent on one of the most massive takeovers of uh, and and transfers of like mm -hmm. rights and resources to mega corporations through like locking down and and especially small businesses where like in my state they were threatening to uh cut off people's water, cut off people's electricity. I think they were doing the same thing in New York and everything. Like it, this is, this is the sort of thing that, that got, and we even had like, you know, certain people who were in former high ranking positions who were like, just kind of like, ah, well, you know, it's, uh, we have other things to talk about. Um, wear, wear your wear your mask and, and yes yes oh gosh Marcus you get carried <laughs> in trouble um oh, but no like yeah he's it, it's uh and and I'm I'm done with the whole plausible deniability um veil that some of these folks hide behind like it's, no there it's, is it's infuriating to me you can't hide behind this and you the know, LNC like, is just way too <laughs> eager they think that's some kind of virtue and it's like, no, come on. That that's you know, it's one thing to give somebody plausible deni deniability when it's not when it's someone who's not right in front of you and you're like judging them from a distance and you have right. a very limited data set. But when it's the fucking chair, who could deny all the shit right then? He's right, right. here. No, right. you don't deserve plausible deniability. You need actual denial. 
<laughs> right. right. Exactly. Oh my exactly. God. These <clears throat> these people, it's like, did somebody suck your brains out? I feel like saying, I am so sorry for this injury you suffered as an infant. <laughs> Obviously, someone touched you <laughs> in your soft spot. Right. <laughs> put, put the finger clean in there. <laughs> the, the, up here, right? This yes, like gunk. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, it's shit. different. I, I understand when it's somebody you can't question. Yeah, you, you do need to be. But listen, the chair mm -hmm. could have said, "Yeah, you don't want to." Letta took that letter one way. I didn't mean it. He's yet to say that. Not only that, but I, to me, what what I have witnessed is that we have gone from this is this is the affiliate now to we need to, to investigate to we're not sure and we need to investigate to now um, that that this is. <laughs> This is, in fact, the affiliate. And so we will disaffiliate. You know, like this is three completely different universes to live in all at the same time that they are not the and he affiliate. And won't give reasons for his disaffiliation yeah. motion. And <clears throat> right, listen, right. Not anything that specific. Is <clears throat> ridiculous. And so I talked to the New Hampshire affiliate because I'm like, listen, the quickest way, probably, because I don't know what game he's playing. This chair has never made a motion he knows he's going to lose. He knows he's going to lose this. So there's something else going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if people aren't stepping back and going, what trap am I walking into? Yeah, right. And again, right. you know, sorry for that injury because there is mm -hmm. something going on. So I said to the New Hampshire affiliate, there's a game. I don't like playing games blind, but yeah. it seems like the fastest way to get your data back is for this motion to fail. But I think there's something else going on here. Mm -hmm. but I don't get to play with your lives. I want to force the right. chair to give reasons, but I won't do that at your expense. At your expense do I have yeah. your blessing to delay this? Yeah. And they gave me their blessing. But so far, no other LNC members have the kahunas to sponsor my appeal from the ruling of the chair and force him to give reasons. How I many just, do you have? You need four, right? How right. Many and I've got have? two, me and Joshua. You, you and Josh, yeah. There's other okay. people who should. Now, maybe they haven't seen it yet. I'll yeah. be making some. I'm not the type to like round up votes. I don't. I know that's politics as usual. But to me, I'm kind of like of the idealist set that if your cause is just, people should just come to it. But maybe, mm -hmm. you know, that's my stupidity. But I probably will get on the phone to try to get at least two more. And here's the thing. When you sponsor something, you're not saying you agree with it. It's like a second of emotion. You're just saying it deserves to be heard. I cannot believe that even that no one else thinks this deserves to be heard. Fungu. I mean, come on. You're talking about the reasons. Yeah. When we go to, if we move to censure the chair, I wouldn't be satisfied with, we just censor the chair. The chair deserves to know specific reasons for censoring him. Right. I, I, it's the same standard here. So, you know, what disrespect. This the, They could go talk to the affiliate themselves to see I'm not lying. They want to know the reasons. Mm -hmm. Every single other 16, well, I'm bad at math. How many people? There's 17 people on the other The other yeah, so 15, 15 people, other yeah. than me and Joshua, are like, eh, you don't deserve to know the reasons. You're being publicly dragged through the mud in front of the whole party. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. Yeah, well, and that 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 uh, language is so vague. But what's interesting about that is that while that you know violation of uh, the statement of principle, or what is it? The is it is it a violation statement of the SOP? Of principles. It yeah, is? that's okay, what he's yeah, claiming. Yeah. So, so violation of the SOP. 
but what we're but what's happened to the the New Hampshire affiliate is not a violation of the SOP, right? right. But physical, they deserve to know the physical the resources and electronic resources and access and and all this stuff, and then just completely being effectively, you know, d- disaffiliated by, you know, by, uh, it's by constructive, fiat. it's constructive yeah. disaffiliation, which is very similar mm-hmm. to something that happened in Oregon, but it's different in that there weren't two brand new parties with two different bylaws. These people have the bylaws that were, um, cause the bylaws were amended at convention, meaning they were re-ratified at convention. That makes right. it even worse. This is, this is just absolutely in dispute or anything insane. like that. Yeah. And to speak to the other side, to the people who think New Hampshire should be disaffiliated, they also deserve to have a very clear charge so that they can appeal it to the judicial committee right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's rights are being fucked over. And yeah. and the other 15 members of the LNC who won't co-sponsor my appeal, well, I should only say 14 because the chair obviously isn't going to co-sponsor it. That would just right. be completely crazy because it's a challenge to him. Right. And maybe it's 8 million di- di- uh, dimensional chess. Who knows? Uh, I There's something else going on, though. He has never, ever made a motion that he knows he's going to lose. So mm-hmm. I don't like walking into a trap. I'm not devious enough to figure out what the end game is here because I don't play the Game of Thrones. And, Mm. you know, that's obviously what's going on here. Mm -hmm. So I'm very cautious because I want to know what it is that I'm walking into. Sure. Well, and I I know that there's not always been like a a whole like conglomerate of people who are like definitely like behind Michael Heiss where it's like this, uh, where he's got all this support. But there are a lot of people who are like, Hey, look, like we haven't always seen eye to eye, but I can't like I'm not going to I'm not going to argue against what he's what he's standing for and everything right now. But I, I think I almost feel like there's this um, there's like this this uh, it, it's a it's a very transparent to me um, attack on that whole movement right. that is, is growing, that is just for it seems like spite and I, I appreciated your split baby uh reference earlier today yeah. where it's, it's it's almost like there's some people who to that point about you know what marcus was saying earlier about holding the party back or you know protecting the party at the expense of principle i think in the other way there's some people who are willing to destroy the uh, party destroy over the party over over their own personal Right. So all this bullshit talk about <clears throat> wanting to grow the party and not be a social club, we all see it, it's it's false. Mm-hmm. And I love what Dave Smith said. For all the people who are whining and yelling about, oh, the takeover, the fact is the moderates took over this party a long time ago. In 2006, when they raped the platform with a convention which total attendance was less than quorum at a normal thing, where they some of the votes were less than 1%. I found errors in the votes when I went back and audited it. So as far as I'm concerned, that that convention was completely illegitimate, but there's nothing I can do about it now 10 10 plus years down the road. So come on now. You took over, but what you're doing is you're pulling the ladder up after you. You made it, and now you're like, nope, not you guys. No, it doesn't work that way. Uh Uh-uh, not today, Satan. That That ain't flying. And, and the thing is, I, the first experience I had with what the, what they tried to do, what, what they did do in um, 
Pennsylvania with uh, basically doing that successfully. Um, I, I experienced them trying to pull um, the rug underneath because they saw here in Indiana um, a, a surge because I'm an activist and I was out fucking trying to get people to vote for Adam doing all kinds of shit. And, and so, um, so they saw that coming and they do the, the vote where, you know, you're going to get taken over and, and we're going to vote to seat everybody and da, 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 da. And um, I watched that for the first time in Indiana, people stand up so that my wife and myself and every other Kokesh supporter we brought to the convention were not, were going to, they lost. Um, but for the first time people stood up and voted to not include us, including people from my own County who were trying to oppose me being able to be a delegate from Indiana. Um, I never did wind up being a delegate from Indiana in that, that was in 2018. I didn't wind up being a, a delegate. I wound up being a delegate from Washington state, but, um, but they attempted to not even have a set at the Indiana convention. So I watched them pull the ladder up myself. I've seen it happen. And I, I, it just boggles my mind that this is happening in a libertarian convention. It's, it's, I don't know what, what I, I think eventually New Hampshire is going to be restored, but I don't think the LNC is going to clean house and it's just mm -hmm. going to have to wait until Reno. I hope I'm pleasantly surprised. I know Joshua Smith has put forth a motion to censor, but it's deficient in the same way that the chair's motion against New Hampshire is deficient. So I'll work with him on laying out specific charges because the chair deserves to know the charges against him. Mm -hmm. And it needs to end with the LNC resolving to ask him to resign because he, we're, we don't have the three force vote to remove him. There is not the political will. And that's not even a moderate thing. The governing bodies are just that way. They never remove their own right. ever. This isn't a libertarian thing. This is a human nature thing. So he needs to do the right thing and resign. Do I think he will? No. Uh -huh. He would have well, done it already because he fucked up so bad that he has no leadership. Even if he doesn't think he did anything wrong, the way he handled it was so bungled that he hurt the party so bad that a noble man would have resigned. I'm sorry to ask this, but I, but I have to, uh -oh. how much of, yeah. How much of that do you think is in, intentional? What, what part of it? Like uh, uh, the bungling and the bad press and the bad, because the way I see it, one of the things that he has. Oh no, the bungling kind of was up, me giving him the credit. No, I, I, I think he's intentionally not answering okay. the questions because the, the answer is damning. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I don't think it's incompetence. Um, I don't think I, I think there's a definite malfeasance yeah. and that's yeah. what I would put in the motion to censure. But if you wanted to be the most um, I'm seeing it yeah, from right. an inside an outsider might not like, like I'd said back when I was saying that, that Nick Sarwark was corrupt. I was seeing things that other people weren't because I was on the inside and I could understand how other people just thought it was very, very bad judgment and I mm -hmm. get that because on the inside, I'm seeing a lot more and some things that I can't reveal because of some 
I, I am very much like a whistleblower, but there are other things in which there, there are other people sure. implicated that I don't have the right to out. It's not my story to tell. So there mm -hmm. are things I do hold in confidence that help inform sure. my opinion that might give me a stronger opinion than an outsider might have. Nico, you were going to say? Oh, no. I was going to say this shit sound rigged like all the other fucking parties. Like, this shit right. still sounds bad. But um, how often do you see the nat one of the national officers going around screaming about it? You don't see that. Right, they walk right, in lockstep. Yeah. So you yeah. might say, yeah, you're just as bad, but you won't get the national secretary from the DNC or the RNC doing what I'm doing. Right. 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 Not right. only that, but if there's anything, it'll be like some sort of... Uh, Fake media witch hunt that all that, of a sudden you know, they they would have they would know something about Hillary. Right, <laughs> right. exactly. Right. Get the toe right. tag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know like, nothing they, about they, Hillary. They, right, they me either. Suicide with two shots to the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> like, Look, I don't know nothing about politics, so Hillary don't know me. <laughs> hey, hey man you got that chicago connection who knows we may have our issues but yeah. but come on i mean it was somebody said in chat the it's still the still the one thing you could say you got going for him is what the the, the foul mouth pink-haired national secretary showing off her tits like that doesn't happen with the rnc and the dnc so okay i mean and this is why we love you <laughs> <laughs> There still was, we still allow at least up to a point whistleblowers, but I can tell you, I do expect some kind of disciplinary action to be directed at me fairly soon. Mm. And I don't care. I'll wear it as a badge of well, honor. So, so, so let's talk about that because when it comes to disciplinary action, I mean, so we're, we're all, um, I'll be like, spank me, daddy. Call me bad names. Okay. Listen, listen, listen. I'm trying to keep this. I'm trying to keep spank this me and the, pull my hair. <laughs> oh my god! It, not even—it's not even your hair. Come on, Karen. I, I saw you put that hair on today. Be like Why do you expose her like that? Right? I gotta go back to Boys in the Hood. It's like so I grabbed the stupid bitch by a nappy ass weave. Yeah. Uh, no, so, um, no, no. I'm gonna tell you. No, listen. I'm gonna tell you. I had this girlfriend at work a long time ago. This black girl was such a good friend, and this guy, like, just this total white bread guy, was so confused because she came to work one day with a really nice weave, like long hair, and he's like, "Is is is that hair? Is, is that yours?" She's like, "I paid for it. It's mine." <laughs> yeah, I got a cousin who does extensions and stuff like that in uh, in in East Texas. But uh, no, so shit. Where, where was I going? Oh, about, about, about disciplinary action. All right, so we. I think I heard you say something to this effect. Um, I think we're kind of all on the same page where if we're not completely full on anarchists, we're at least borderline anarchists. No, I'm full um, on anarchists. Okay. That's my girl. Says. That's what I thought, but I was just, you know, I wasn't going to speak on. for you. I wasn't going to speak I gave you. you an excuse where you could look at my tits, but pretend <laughs> like you're looking at my necklace. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. Well, it's a, I have a, you're in like a, <laughs> a little over here. So I couldn't see that far, but uh, no. So, so, not a big fan of the state, obviously, but the state exists. And with the state and, and in each of the 50 individual states within the union, um, we have to do our things as the LP to abide by, you know, yeah. secretary of state and all this stuff. There's a lot of this. There's a lot of this stuff that 
I don't know, like when you get to this level where access to these resources and then like this, the storage, if, if that, if that story is true about the storage being, being, you know, wiped clean, everything like there, there are actual like criminal behaviors going on. Um, when we're talking I about disciplinary action, you're, you're just talking and we have yeah. people who are actually actively stealing and disenfranchising people. Oh yeah. I want to see that video of them cleaning up, <clears> but I don't know if, if that can be given to me, like mm. if there's any right, right. or whatever, right, exactly. but I, I, I would love to see it. And no, I don't have a problem with them going to the police because the state has usurped our own self-defense rights. So mm. you have to go to the monopoly, right, right, you know, right. that's like saying, you know, as I tell people who, who have the really like just stupid reductionist view of anarchy, meaning that, oh, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. It's like, it's not a suicide pact, dude. It's like, we have to live in the real world we're in, even though we would prefer not to. And if you can't go and like hire a defense firm to go take your shit back, you're going to have to use what the state the, the best of, mm -hmm. of a bad option. Otherwise mm -hmm. we might as just all go in the top of the Rockies and shoot ourselves in the head. Anarchy is not a suicide pact. Right. Mm -hmm. no, For right. sure. And, and you're absolutely right. And, you know, we've talked multiple times on this show that, you know, it, it, we last week uh, we were talking with a, a friend of ours, Yancy Hotep, who, um, who has set up his own community and, and he's used, the, the state to get things and to, to give himself more wealth here and there. Yeah. And by all means, take from the state. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they steal it from you. Might as well get yeah. somebody. <laughs> like I, like I said last week, I was like, if a mugger comes and mugs you and then you chase him down and get your wallet back, that doesn't mean you, you uh, endorse mugging or that you stole it yeah. from him. It's just right. reclaiming your own property back. That That's right. what I, I think so crazy <laughs> about people who conflate, um, a, a tax break with a subsidy. Right. Like right. you're 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 mad. You're you're like all all up in your feels because somebody gets a tax break. Are you all up in your feels about all the women who don't get raped because a couple do? Like, right. come on. It's like good for you. I'm jealous. We should all get like this tax break now. Subsidies mm -hmm. different. Right, right. So, you know, yeah, it's, that it, money's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. But everyone's all like, oh, you got to tax the churches. No, you got to stop taxing everybody else. Right. You're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah, well, it's, um, it's, it's oh, like ahead, my, my argument, my argument for reparations, it, 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 which which granted I've stolen from several people. But let's be clear. No but, such thing as IP. Right. Yeah. And we want to get to that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, <laughs> but, was, that was actually the original thing we were going to talk to you about before oh, the shit okay. show happened. Yeah, and so, uh, this last week has reconfigured our agenda. Boy, yeah. I, I, I get libertarians all riled up with the IP thing and it shouldn't be that controversial. No, I it's agree. not. Uh, we we actually were gonna be high fiving each other. Go ahead, Nico. Yeah. What? Can, oh, well, can, can we discuss what the hell IP is for the ignorant ones that don't know what IP? We is? will in a moment. Let me in make a my moment. Point. Let Marcus finish his point. Okay. Yeah. So, so my argument for uh, reparations for um, people of African descent is we give them ten years uh, and all. If you can prove in any way, I don't care about proving. You prove in any way that you have African descent. You have you have a free reign on all taxes, both state and federal for 10 years. And then, of course, we got to put women in there, too, because, you know, they've also uh, been victims of the state. So we'll and throw gingers. women in there. Right. And, and gingers. Yeah, you know. gingers. And, and then we got... <laughs> 
<laughs> then we've Michael, got to throw, we've got your reparations coming. Right, right. For sure. They're on the way. Right. Yeah, but, Marcus just like walks but, this thing in. It's like 10 years, then seven years. The then gingers five. have to give back all the souls they ate. Right. For sure. For sure. But at the end of the day, <laughs> when, if, if we manage to me. get no, reparations through tax breaks to black people for 10 years, they are never going to pay taxes again. Because try being that politician. Try, yeah, to, to, to make them pay it. <laughs> to flip right. the, turn that faucet back on. Yeah. Right. So uh, yeah. that's my argument for, for reparations is give them a tax break, all taxes for 10 years, mm -hmm. because that will become permanent. And if you can build that in to other people, then you have the same thing. But um, Nico, to, to your point, um, IP is an intellectual property and some people okay. believe in intellectual property. I do not. Um, but because I think the best description, and I don't remember who this was, but the best description for me with internet intellectual property is it's not going to, if, if somebody creates something, whatever that is, it's not like you're going to take the initial thing away for mm -hmm. the, for you to have intellectual property, but Karen and you probably do a better job than I can. Well, no, I think you described it well. Is is people they think because it's called property, all of a sudden it's property, <laughs> but yeah. that that doesn't work any better than it does when you call healthcare a right. It doesn't make mm -hmm. it a right just because you called it a right. Mm -hmm. You have to understand what actual libertarian law is about, or, or libertarian property theory is about the the just allocation of rivalrous and scarce resources. And go. ideas are not any of those things. You are not deprived of using your own idea if I also use your idea. You don't have a right to profit. That's not a right that you have. That goes into the whole labor theory of value and things like that. It's very much mm -hmm. at heart a communist idea. Yep. Um, the, the ideas are not scarce. And they're not rivalrous. What people right. think rivalrous means is that you can argue about it. No, what rivalrous <laughs> means is that two people can't use it at the same time. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. And that's people need to like open a dictionary every once in a right. while before like thinking they know what a word means. And sometimes I could be the worst with that. So, mm -hmm. you know, but it's neither of those things. So there, you, you, you can't have an exclusive right in something that doesn't require an exclusive right in order for it to be used justly. So if anybody just boil it, they need to take their feels out of it. A lot of people will argue about this are arguing from a position because it will harm them personally. If they have to give up this idea, they might be musicians. They might be authors. They might be in some way that they are benefiting from this, but you want to know what? The people in the South who owned slaves had a lot to lose too, but that didn't make slavery right. And mm -hmm. before all the like super, like, and I'm autistic, so I can say this, the super autistic people start ringing, no, I am not comparing intellectual right. property to slavery. I am making an analogy about just because you profit from a wrong doesn't yeah. make it a right. right, okay? Calm your little autistic selves down. Because, boy, people don't understand analogies today. And again, sure. I can get away with it because I am actually autistic. Well, I don't know if I can get away with it or not, but my wife might think that I can because it's Father's Day <laughs> this weekend. And she has already ordered me a medical alert bracelet as like a joke to make fun of me <laughs> because she says that. Uh, anyway, it's uh, so I have uh, I'm, I'm I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking I'm embracing the idea. But I wanted to say, like, I actually I, I believe in intellectual property 
but here's my stipulation. The only intellectual property... Stop, Nico. The only intellectual property is the intellect itself. Like, I think that the... If you think of, like, Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix, Bob Dylan, whatever, like, it's not that they wrote a song and that no one can make that song. It's that there are some of these, like, I look at the, the Jimi Hendrix version of All Along the Watchtower is way better than the Bob Dylan version. <laughs> right. And so why would you deprive me of that? Number one. And secondly, like Bob Dylan wrote a lot of really good songs. I'm not a big fan of like how he performed them all, but there's a, to me, there's something where like when, when someone's continually producing what, what would be described as intellectual property, it's their ability to continue to do that. That makes them, makes what they're producing right. valuable and makes them worth supporting. We do this channel. We give this thing out for free on YouTube and on Libre TV. We have people who come to our Patreon and they support us. By the way, go to our Patreon <laughs> and give us some more money. And super um, chats. Right, exactly. Well, we're not there yet. We haven't gotten to the level of monetization yet. Oh, Karen God. Ann. It took we're me working on two it. years. Yeah. It, it is. We're rough. I just in. got there. Yeah, well, you're and you're blowing up now, so it's uh, it's coming at a good time. Um, oh yeah, but, uh, right. Mama needs the money. <laughs> you need, yeah, that's right. but, so but flow no, so Karen like, and some money, <laughs> right? That, but first, give us money, damn it! No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, but uh, but no, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, if you if you are continually producing, then people find a way to value that and to support it uh, financially. If you're a hack who just copies other people's stuff, but you're not really a talented musician, Michael either Bolton. either on the one yes, either on the <laughs> one hand, if your stuff is that easily reproducible, it's probably not all that terribly scarce or valuable anyway. And if it is, then you shouldn't be worried about some hack trying to copy your style or, or your swag or anything like that. The the when everybody when when you see someone who's who's clearly just like trying to rip somebody off that shit kind of settles itself out. And I just, I don't, I don't think that the, uh, the, the patenting or yeah. the, this, this locking down this stuff and limiting ideas. If you look at like the way that uh, so much of technology has been limited over the years by the fact that people invent something and they lock it in and make it to where little improvements on that are, are very, very difficult to pull off unless you're them then you've you've effectively limited the scope of where that technology can take us sure and here's what's funny i used to be a huge defender of ip mm -hmm. it's funny the way things go back um Same not here. that long ago um i used to be a reporter for a website called <clears throat> world of apple i'm a huge apple fangirl and i don't know if you remember mm -hmm. when Psystar was doing the hackintoshes and i was covering that story and boy did i just ream that i was like i was licking apple's ass so hard it wasn't even funny but um so we all can 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 change our minds so sure yeah but yeah. I, libertarians so, defending IP is just so strange to me. I think mm -hmm. it's a, I think it's an emotional attachment. And the thing is, they, they a lot of people will point to things which really aren't about IP or copyright or even patent or trademark, but about fraud. And we already have laws against fraud. Right. You don't need another one to do it. If if you're buying something because you think it's from X person and, mm -hmm. and, and the seller lies, it's not really from X, it's from an impersonator. That's nothing to do with copyright or anything. It's fraud. Right. That's fraud. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, in, in the market decides this shit anyway. I mean, one mm-hmm. of the things that, 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 you know, because black markets are a thing and people are going to do what they're going to do, whether government tells you you can mm-hmm. do it or not. It is what it is. And it brought, brought to my mind is the Grateful Dead and Fish. You know, in essence, Grateful Dead and Fish were very similar um, ideas. They traveled around, got really fucked up and played music <laughs> for a lot of really fucked up people. Um, the Grateful Dead was absolutely the best at doing that. Fish sucked at it. <laughs> and they tried really, really hard. And the market decided and said, you know what, Fish, you're not going to be able to do this for ever. And the Grateful Dead, if if uh, Jerry Garcia was still alive, would still be doing <laughs> what they did. Yeah. So, the, you know, the market will decide these things. And, you know... It, a lot of people like to call me an anarcho-capitalist, and I, I, I don't like that title. But this is the capitalist in me. Uh, oh, I'll coming take out. it. I, I, I don't like it, and there's there's reasons I'm for sure. that. But but anyhow, um, I, I prefer just to be a regular old anarchist. Um, that way, I get Emma Goldman, and I get all kinds of other people too. <laughs> but but the capitalist for the uh, right for sure. And, uh, but but for me. <clears throat> I, I, the capitalist in me just really believes that the the market sorts this shit out, and to deny that that intellectual property is stupid when in every you know does anybody remember BitTorrent or or mm. Napster or any of the ten million different ways that this was gone around and has gone around on a daily basis? It is not a manageable law, so therefore it cannot be a, a just law. Well, I don't know if y'all remember, but Radiohead put out a, an album uh, in Rainbows back in what was it like late '90s, early 2000s, somewhere in that range, and they ended up it was like free to the public, and mm-hmm. it was just like donate money if you want to donate money, and they, I think they made like over ten million dollars worth of sure. uh, donations for that album. So, I mean, there's there are models out there that, that like it yeah. doesn't have to be that way, and most most of the time, the people who are enforcing intellectual property and who who have like kind of brought about this brainwashing that leads people who are the victims of intellectual property law to actually defend intellectual property law are actually people who are like really, really corrupt and run like record labels and all this other stuff. And they're stealing other people's intellectual, you know, their, their talent. They're, ta- they're basically taking their talent and saying, okay, you are worth 5% of what you produce and I'm worth the other 95%. And Anybody who tries to stop us from doing that, like you saw what happened with Prince, where he had to change his name to uh, symbol, symbol. you know, all this kind of stuff, because he that was a way to get around intellectual property law because they and Tina Turner was going through that. There's all all sorts of examples of that. Your masters, basically, for sure, for Mm -hmm. sure. Well, they owned his every if he made music, they Mm -hmm. owned it. Mm -hmm. If he went, if he said he he was Prince. Right. And so Ike that's why was he changed doing that to Tina Turner to try. Right, exactly. So uh, my understanding is, did you guys in Colorado pass an inter- intellectual property um, platform? Uh, could you elaborate on that? Um, we, yeah, it uh, it's uh, anti, uh, we call it intellectual monopoly because I actually think that's a better terminology. Mm. So yeah, it's not beautiful. as strong as I would like, but we're the first state to even touch the issue. That's nice. awesome. 
Yeah, yeah and, that, and that's it, one one of the things that I think that that is important as we look at the bullshit going on right now and the drama going on is these are baby steps. The, we are taking one step mm -hmm. at a time, and and we can apply what you just said to what we're looking at. You know, of course they're fighting us. Of course they are. Of course they're fighting real libertarians trying to take back the Libertarian Party. And I'm not just talking about the Mises Caucus. I've never no, been affiliated yeah, with. The I'm Mises not Caucus. affiliated with them. And I, I'm not a Ron Paul revolution person. I was, but and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just yeah. saying it's different. Um, <clears throat> my inspiration, cause I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't even aware of Ron Paul when that whole thing was going on. And what brought me like into love with the philosophy was the early party stuff. Mm. So that's what motivates me. And that's why I got into the history. Now I can certainly appreciate Ron Paul, but I don't have the like soft spot in my heart that others do because he just didn't play that influential of a role. I have a much softer spot for Rothbard um, who I never knew, but still was a much more influence on me than, sure. than Ron Paul had been, mm. but I get it. But yeah, it is to, um, in the words, it's funny. Everyone's getting so butthurt about the radical, uh, not the Mises, because but the radical caucus has always said their mission is to re-radicalize the Libertarian Party. How mm -hmm. maybe that's worded a little nicer? It doesn't like bring in the <laughs> idea of hostile takeover, but it still is fundamentally saying we want to change the party back to its original mission. And the moderates crying about it, cry me a fucking river because you did that in two thousand and six, and I don't think you did it entirely honestly. Mm. Well, and let's be clear when it comes to the moderates, one of the things I've noticed is, you know, Notice I don't say Prags there because there yeah. are radical Prags. Yeah, for mm. sure. And, and, but it, one of the things that they, that these moderates, cause you're right, that is a better term. Um, the, the, the moderates talk about is that we've got to appeal to the Republicans and Democrats. And, and to a degree, I agree with them. I bring them all, bring everybody, you know, get everybody to learn about Liberty. I'm all about it. Um, so to a degree, I agree with that. But then the first thing they do when we start attracting people like uh, Hotep Jesus is a perfect example. Who's coming from the right, if you will, who has mm -hmm. become an anarchist largely because of Chad, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, yeah, it, it, I will snag onto that too. Cause I helped. I, I yeah, no, definitely. definitely. He shouted you out too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I introduced him to Spooner, but it was long after he introduced him mm -hmm. to, to Rothbard. But yeah. as soon as people start coming from, and it doesn't matter if you're talking about the left or the right, then they start getting shitty with them. They start attacking them and mm -hmm. trying I, I don't to get think them it pushed doesn't out. Matter. Today, it's only attacking people who are coming from the right. I'm sorry. Hmm. It's no, very so. blatant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, in 2008, mm -hmm. the party was at the opposite swing mm -hmm. and it was attacking people coming from the left. We keep swinging back and forth when we should just be fucking libertarian. But right now, no. If we got somebody who was coming from the left, they would not get nearly the hate. You're probably mm -hmm. right. Not at no. all. I'm not going to pretend like it's equal because it's not. Yeah, and that's what I was. I, I was actually going there, and then I, I like lost my train of thought when I was talking about Michael Heiss and how like I, I, there is a there is a big don't get don't take what I said earlier the wrong way. There is a big movement, you know, that he is uh, helping to lead with this with with a, a the growth of the party. They're doing a lot of outreach. They're bringing a lot of people in. Um, but what he what he is the what I was getting at was the messaging that that I, that I've heard him say is like look. These are people who will who are napalming children who we're fighting against. We need to stop fighting against each other. 
because we are not each other's enemies and we fight over the stupidest shit. We fight over these little uh, tiffs over whether somebody's uh, and we, they try and there are people who try to call everybody who doesn't agree with them, a white supremacist or a Nazi or whatever, all this other bullshit. And it's like, there are like actual legitimate like murderers and thieves and scoundrels out there who are stealing, killing and like threatening to put us in cages for shit. And they did a whole bunch of shit this whole last 18 months to like ruin people's lives and force people into isolation when there are a lot of people who are already dealing with some serious mental health issues. And now they've been, I, I, we have one of our, uh, one of our friends, um, I won't mention his name, but he's he, someone really close to him. Their 12 year old son committed suicide Yeah, this, this year, 12 years old. Because he felt like he was like isolated from his friends, didn't know if he was ever going to see him again, and just couldn't couldn't take it anymore. And um, that sort of stuff is what is what the state is doing to people. Well, and we're fighting over out. messaging. The the National Party has spent more time <clears throat> on, on a this. tweet about child labor mm-hmm. than they have on the most massive violation of our civil liberties and our lifetimes. Absolutely, and. For that reason alone, the chair ought to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and this isn't new. You know, I remember screaming, screaming at uh, at uh, the L- LP um, national uh, Twitter page because they wouldn't even cover the fucking candidates. They wouldn't talk about anything libertarian. They were constantly talking about um, Trump or Biden or one or of that. Black but, Lives Matter. You know, right, it was right. all identity politics. Yeah. And, right. You know, and, and, and I'm and happy don't that Amash came know, over, but, the, but the they were. The brutality were... thing is, is fucking huge, right. but they right. needed to condemn the riots because right, that right. wasn't right. You mm-hmm. can support. You know, no group is perfect. There are angels and devils in every single right. movement. Sure. And there was definitely just cause for outrage. Um, and we could have f- focused on that and condemned the bad. there Because, right. you know, burning down people's shit, that ain't the way to get attention. But to focus right. that, in fact, that, it, and I know a lot of people are going to dispute statistics. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. The <laughs> fact is, if you are... I'm not trying to speak for black people. So no offense here, you know, jump in on me if you disagree with me, but I know from my black friends that they have a real fear and whether that fear is justified or not to me is kind of irrelevant. It's a shame that there is that fear. And Mm -hmm. even if it's not justified, let's deal with why they feel they need to have that fear. The fear, I don't, I'm not scared when I get pulled over by a cop, Mm -hmm. but my black friends are. Yeah. Nico, sure. I can't unmute and, you. And, and it has nothing to do with male or female. My female black I said are. that I'm scared shitless sometimes. <laughs> I would be yeah. if I were you. Nico, Nico was supposed to come down last year to my 4th of July party. That but I had. there was a lot of stuff going and on. There was a whole bunch of shit going on. And he was like, I don't feel comfortable driving down south, you know, by myself from Illinois to Louisiana. Yeah. And, and this was when know, BLM, like, really popped off with the riots, I think. And, mm-hmm. like... But I was like assholes like Ben Shapiro will like oh well the statistics don't I don't give a shit. Let's deal with the reasons why people are feeling this way. Right. Because hey, it's just has, too widespread for it to be nothing. Has nobody right. ever heard of the book about how to lie about statistics? Because yeah, right. it's, <laughs> it's out there. It just yeah. angers me. It angers oh, me so much. Going back to your point of like um 
people are just overly emotional now in this age. Like you can't get anything by and like they're triggered by it. They emotionally feel something about it because if you're not feeling something these days, then uh, you're most definitely, um, I guess, stone cold. And that's not worth it working in this world. Like you can't be a man because being too masculine is incorrect nowadays. <laughs> and especially a black man. Let me tell you, I'm getting shot at every angle. So <laughs> it's not fun. I, listen, there's a YouTuber. I want to know your opinion of if you've seen him. His name is Ruined Leon. I think I've heard of it. I He's a black guy it. that I am in love with. I'm telling you, <laughs> he and he calls himself the sexiest black man on YouTube. So uh, he's the sexiest <laughs> black man on YouTube. But oh, my goodness. Like, because I no offense if anyone here likes her. I don't like Candace Owens. I just think she's a bitch. Nope. But this guy. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to watch him. He's fantastic. Okay. What's his name? A he's ruined Leon. Say less. He oh is hilarious god i adore that man nice. <laughs> yeah it, you know at the end of the day you know what we should be focusing on as a movement are the the ideas the solutions the the, the because we have them we, mm -hmm. we one of our things that we do um on this show is we we offer solutions a lot of the the people um, and and frankly you represent that as well mm -hmm. because one of those solutions is working politically to do things and all of that um mm -hmm. but um yeah you're one of the few reasons that I'm still like fighting to stay 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 a part of the LP and like fighting to help make it better oh. because because that your 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 leadership in that regard is uh, inspiring so well i For certainly sure. i certainly appreciate that a lot mm -hmm. of other people do not feel that way i so. don't give a shit about, <laughs> about whether what they feel i'm telling yeah. you what i feel and, i told and, uh, you it's an emotional age you just got to stop giving yeah. a fuck about how people Listen, feel and just move i don't yeah. because i've got as i said before I've got weaponized autism, and I put it to good use. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start telling my wife now. Like, I love don't, it. don't make me arm this autism. At yeah, you. don't make me. Don't make me pull the pin. That's hilarious. That's awesome. To kind of shift again, and uh, one of the things that that I'd like to dig a little deeper. You touched on it earlier. Um, that I'd like to dig a little deeper into. One of the things that we do as a show is we don't just focus on like politics and anti-politics and all that. We also talk about spirituality. Yep. Um, and I'm very moved by your, your um, understanding of faith. And I want to be clear. I am not a Christian. I have deep faith, but I practice a form of deism mixed with Afro-Caribbean uh, like voodoo and Santeria. So I have a weird belief system, but I find a lot of joy. Um, and we've had several Christians on our show and um, uh, you know, um, between uh, my uh, brother-in-law who is um, a Seventh-day Adventist minister and Mark Kreslins, who's an anarchist and a secessionist um, who, who we've had on as well. We, we've covered Christianity pretty thoroughly, but I, I want to know how does your faith in, in, in further uh, explanation inform your uh, beliefs and, and your actions and your activism? Oh, that gets really, really complicated. And again, like Ed mentioned earlier, um, my faith informs the way I look at other human beings because um, from my view, and I think this is the view of a lot of faith, so they will word it differently, mm -hmm. is that 
there's a divine, there, there's an essence of the divine in every person. And in Christianity, it's called the image of God, that every single person is an image bearer. Mm -hmm. And if you are willing to just completely trash or deface somebody, you really are like shitting on an image bearer of God. And I, I try to keep that in mind. And that's also the reason why a lot of libertarians get triggered by this. This is not a political position. It's a religious position that I'm a pacifist mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I cannot imagine destroying an image bearer. And mm. since I, I have faith in an afterlife, I don't value my life to that extent that I would destroy a, 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 an image bearer of God. So, so that it is what informs that. But even in the whole idea of non-aggression, it's the same thing. Will I aggress against an image bearer of God? No, I would not. So that is what really, really tries to inform my worldview and also in the way that I am always open to reconciliation um, because I believe that that is the way in whatever faith it might be, that that is the, the higher nature of all men and that we need to be appealing to our higher nature because we all, it's really easy to appeal to the lower nature. Um, and if we would all be quick to reconcile when there is genuine repentance yeah. You know, mm -hmm. if somebody's been wronged, then I think the world would be a whole lot of a better place. And I, sure. I don't try to claim that that's exclusive to Christianity. I mean, that's where I found it. I used to be like all of the this is the only way type thing. Listen, I'm a, I leave it to God to sort everything out. You know, I have mm -hmm. enough to work on in my own life that <laughs> yeah. I don't need any take on anyone else's an improvement project. Sure. Mm -hmm. So but. Yeah, as it's become more and more obvious in my streams, it's funny. Ever since I left church, my faith has become more part of my life. <laughs> Interesting. You know, um, I haven't been to church in years now, and I probably like delve into trying to apply biblical principles now more than I ever did. Because the church, mm. like, there's a lot of hip hypocrisy, like there is in mm -hmm. in anything. But mm -hmm. I came from a mega church in Florida. I came out of the Calvary Chapel movement, and then it turns out that. That's probably that was the biggest church in Florida. And the pastor turns out, you know, he was banging all these women and maybe diddling a 12 year old. So, uh, yeah, no bueno. And I just completely lost faith. And they were telling me, you know, even though I was in an abusive marriage that I couldn't get divorced because blah, 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 mm. and you can't get mental health because you should just be able to pray the depression away. So, you know, I'd been abused by the church a lot, but it just mm -hmm. drew me closer to what I think is an authentic Christian faith rather than church. Sure. Mm. Yeah, and I think all religion, um, regardless of of what denomination or what particular kind of religion gets to where you're at, it, it really is a relationship with God. It, it really is between you and God, and you work that shit out. One of the things that I like about voodoo is when asked, um, you know, what you know, what if you're wrong and and you're actually work, you know, worshiping the devil and all that, a voodoo practitioner will tell you, yeah, God's a good guy. We'll work something out. You know, <laughs> that, that, you know, and I, I really, I really think that that's the case. If we're dealing with a just God, mm -hmm. then he's going to know your heart. He's going to know that, you know, let's say I'm completely wrong and, and, and the Catholics like Chad are completely right. And what I'm doing is evil and bad and all that kind of stuff. I don't hurt people. I don't take their stuff. And I, I'm good to people. I try very hard to give. I volunteer. I give to charity. I work for charity. I do a lot. 
And God mm-hmm. knows that. And if he and and if he would damn me for, you know, because I don't know about you guys, but I've never seen the instruction manual be as clear as mud like the Bible or the Quran or the Bhagavad Gita or any other religious mm-hmm. text. It, it is not clear. And so if God wanted this these exact things to be followed, he probably ought to have somebody write it out exactly how we wanted it. Otherwise, it's going to have to give me some leeway. And so I, I really like, um, it, it, frankly, talking to Christians. And, and a lot of that reason is because a lot of people um, that That's are- because we're the that, best. No, well, just... no, it's because you tend to practice the most. Uh, there's a lot of people, and, I, and, I, and, and there, you know, there's you, people like myself that aren't Christian, that, that are hardcore and do what we do. But most people are just kind of playing it religion. And Christians practice religion, and I like hearing that. When, when you when you're fed with all kind of guilt all the time, oh, you, have the to, you feel like guilt. you, you feel like you have Catholic. to practice a lot. I grew up Catholic, and I still haven't gotten rid of the guilt. Yeah, I know, right? right. <laughs> it's like it makes it. It's like I got to practice more. So I'm just joking. It's I know that's not what you mean by practice, but yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's but no, um, I, I I grew up, but I barely escaped having to go to Catholic school. My brother and oh, sister really? did. Yeah, no, I, did. I went. I went for 13 years, uh, kindergarten through 12th grade. So um, I wanted I to. Had, I wanted to. What'd you say, Nico? I, know, I only had one under my belt, so I didn't suffer oh. as much as you. So. Well, on my father's side, they're Italian from Italy, like hardcore Ooh. Italian Catholics. Man. You have not, man. Oh Lord, have mercy. I there were more pictures from of the, the Virgin motherland Mary in that house than any member of the family. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, um, I wanted to um, before we before we get uh, get to the the end of this uh, this thing. I wanted to touch on because this has been a thing for me too. Um, maybe maybe it's the uh, the, the the fellow uh, fellow autists that uh, yeah. deal with this more than others. But um, from a the mental health standpoint, because I know like with with leaving your job, because I know that was that was wearing on you. But then you leave that, and out of the frying pan into the fire, all this stuff happens. And I know this has taken a a, a toll on you, an emotional and, and mental psychological toll. Um, because there are a lot of people saying really awful things about you. And I really like, I have watched this thing, um, unfold and there's been no one that I have watched as this has gone on, who has been more principled in just trying to uncover what's really going on and really being curious and intellectually curious to try to find out what's going on. And then you've also been being assaulted, you know, verbally, for for that well that is what assault is yeah um, but normally it's threatening verbiage so I, you know yeah. you're using it a bit loosely but people think right. assault means physical contact it doesn't that's battery yeah. that's my legal right. side coming out but <laughs> right so so what you know what's how how are you doing and uh and what's you know what's the uh what do you see as like a, a way for for people who deal with that sort of thing to like i, I know you talked about how you've you've kind of uncovered some things that that have helped you what what do you think is uh is is some stuff that people should know maybe about that oh boy yeah no there's quite some vicious things and just in my perspective just from my life and this could be totally incorrect and since you know I, I'm in a room with all other men, it, it, you know, with men, and I'm <laughs> right. the only woman here. 
I do see just from observation, you can agree or not, that outspoken women get attacked in a much more personal, mm -hmm. vicious way than outspoken mm -hmm. men do. Sure. It's really, really barbed. So what and a lot of people criticize me for doing this. But in my what I consider my more intimate spaces, I just block the fuck out of people. Mm. I don't need that. I because mm -hmm. like on my personal wall, I sh I share a lot. And there's an element of trust there. So even though I know I've, I can't be intimate friends with 5,000 people, but the right. minute I find somebody I can't trust, they're gone. They're blocked. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what people think about that because there are other avenues. It's not an echo chamber because it, an echo chamber would mean I was like living in my computer and never met people in real life. But what it is, is curating my spaces. I wouldn't invite somebody into my living room that was going to call me a cunt bitch whore. Why would I put that on my wall? They can do that. And I'm going to encounter it eventually when I go to a convention where it's not a space I control. I do go to those spaces. They could say what they want. And the funny thing is on my they live don't do it stream, to your face though. <laughs> that's I know. Isn't that so funny? People say to me, why is your phone number public? Oh my God, you must be. No, I've never gotten a nasty phone watch. Now that I say that I will, right. but really most people are freaking cowards. They, they really are. But on my live streams, funny enough, as you've seen, I don't block people from that because mm. I can have a one-on-one -on -one human to human uh, conversation with them when we're not behind a keyboard, mm -hmm. though I will, if someone got really abusive, but nobody's ever have. So, and in the certain political spaces, they can contact me as secretary, but I don't need to invite them into the intimate areas of my life. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. too many libertarians see it as a point of pride. I never block anyone. I go, you're dumbass or yeah. you're the most completely unobjectionable person on the planet and quite boring right. yeah so, which means you're probably sure. not what is that uh if you're not taking flack you're not over the target um, yeah sort, sort of thing you know it's uh yeah i'm not but, no lie like i if, if we i i i don't want to like put people on blast so i wouldn't like share publicly like mm -hmm. but i would show you my block list on facebook i probably mm -hmm. got 500 people on that thing and, but you want to know what I've had some of those people reach out to me through email or whatever and say, Hey, a year ago, I was a real dick. Can we start mm. again? And I always say yes. Yeah, that's absolutely. No, that's well, For freedom sure. of association is a thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, they don't, you don't owe people time and space no. in your head or in your conversations. Like if they, if, right. especially if they're abusive, that's ridiculous. I'm um, always willing to reconcile. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't there's there's no badge of honor in keeping those people in your life. But right. what the problem is, is I have friends and they're very, very well-meaning who will then send me screenshots of all this nasty shit that I've blocked from my page. And I'm like, I honestly I really don't want to know what? if they're That's threatening me. <laughs> yeah, if, if it's a threat, if there's something for my safety that I need to know. Right. Or there's some kind of weird plot where you really think that there's something I have to know. But if someone's right. just being a dick, my husband even screenshots it. I'm like, don't. I don't want to know. Right. That's why I have them blocked. If I wanted to see it, I would have Wayne? them blocked. Yes, exactly. He's stopped. <laughs> he said stopped. And he yeah, needs good. to learn to block people. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> so, but yeah, that's what I've done to be. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't be able to cope. You can mm. only be told you're a piece of shit so often. Yeah. For sure. No, it's yeah. hard to it's hard to not internalize some of that stuff because you you do. I've found that like when when that sort of stuff gets, even though I know I'm well meaning and I'm doing everything I can to be as open and and kind and everything, 
that stuff still lands to a certain degree. I, I'm not going to lie. Like it, it it's mm-hmm. it, sometimes it's death by a thousand cuts. And so yeah. you have to try to eliminate some of those cuts as much as you can. Um, yeah. But, but it's it, to say that it's, that you're completely immune to it for me anyway, I'd be lying if I told you I was completely immune to it. Cause it does, it, it does impact me. Yeah. Um, and so I have to do the same thing you do and just like eliminate that uh, from, from my, uh, my, my site. Here's the worst thing to me is when somebody you actually had a relationship with, they weren't just like a quote unquote Facebook friend, you know, right. you've maybe met them in person. You've had all kinds of conversations <laughs> and then you're just, you know, trotting along in your life. And then you see them in a group like shitting on you. And you're mm. like, listen, you can criticize me. My friends criticize, but at least talk to me first. Mm-hmm. Don't let me be blindsided by seeing it in some other conversation. And mm-hmm. when I see that happen, I don't turn around and immediately put them on blast. I go to their PMs and I talk to them about it and go, what the mm-hmm. hell? Mm-hmm. But if you're actually friends with somebody on, and again, not just Facebook acquaintances, but right. you actually have some kind of relationship, if you've got beef with them, you should at least tell them first so that they're not hearing it from another party. Because right. this just happened the other day with a gal that I thought was a, like a close friend. And all mm. of a sudden she's shitting on me all over the place, never bothered to come to me personally. And coming to me personally doesn't mean, oh, we'll just keep it private and you can't publicly criticize me, but at least I know it's coming. And at right. least you've heard out my side and gave me the opportunity to try to persuade you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least agree to disagree. Yeah. And and I want to back up to what you talked about a a moment ago. I I have noticed the, uh, that women are certainly, um, treated much more, uh, nastily, I guess is the best mm-hmm. way to put it, um, than men are. I've seen it. Um, and, and often, uh, I remember the the first libertarian thing we went to, like official meeting here in Indiana, and this has been probably 2017. Um, but my wife and I went to it. The libertarian party did not give a shit that the only female, which was my wife, in the room had to leave the room because um, I was there on an official capacity for Adam and, um, and my, my wife had my little girl and they were holding it in a, uh, in a room that served alcohol and they couldn't have um, my, who goes everywhere with us. And I got to give a shout out to my little girl, Anya, who still worships the ground you walk on. Ah. I'm telling you what, she loves you. <laughs> and uh, you're I like the lady with the pink hair. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hit amongst that set. Yeah, well, she loves you. She loves you and she loves Josh. Ooh, she, she was like nine in, in the New Orleans convention. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but so she was still a delegate. Right. But we, we, uh, we had her with us so she couldn't be in the room. So they went to a room with a conference table to play with my little girl (laughs) and all of the men sat in a cigar filled room. And so they don't think about women, I think as, as part of the club. And I think that's the reason often that, that you are victimized. And I think that it's wrong um, for a variety of reasons beyond the fact that you're female. I I don't see gender really. I mean, obviously there are differences. Yeah. Um, But, but I really think that, um, that there is a problem and it, it's something that as a party, the Libertarian Party needs to focus on and try to help is stop doing that stupid shit. Yeah, it's okay well, to see gender. Just, you just don't have to say like, wow, you're smart for a girl yeah, yeah. <laughs> or some shit like that. Like that's just. right. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, some uh, I like to call it soft sexism because I don't yeah. think a lot of it is intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for for instance, like I would bring up and God bless Starchild. He still doesn't agree with me. He thought that the LNC should save money by having our LNC meetings in the private homes of people in these various cities. And I said, then you're going to guarantee that no members from those cities that don't know these people are going to show up because women on their own, if they're alone, are not going to go to the right. private home of somebody they don't know. They're just not, especially to a meeting that could last into the evening. They're right. not going to do that. And I'm sorry, Starchild, that you can't understand that perspective, particularly, and this isn't to rag on him because I like all mad respect for him, but yeah, he's yeah. a sex worker that's used to going to strangers' houses and doing all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But the average woman is not going to do that. So yeah, for, for the sake of saving money, you've just really made sure that single women aren't going to go to these meetings and he still finds this completely unfathomable and meek to be completely unreasonable for saying that that's and that's dark. the kind of soft sexism that yeah. exists that's a clear sure. like power dynamic well, issue he not understand that there's a different viewpoint and different thought process and different emotions behind girls like is that too hard yeah, they, concept to like conceptualize? <laughs> and, and, and what's funny is that even goes into the whole Ben Shapiro st statistics things. Cause it's funny. Men mm. are statistically more likely to be assaulted on the street, but women fear it more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, if you think about it, like if, if I get assaulted on the street, I'm probably from a, just a physical right. power dynamic standpoint, I'm in a better position to defend myself just from a size right. and stature standpoint, you know, a, a five foot two girl, like you don't know whose house you're going to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just, it's a whole different ball game, five, two, and you weigh like one ten or something like that. And and the guy's six, three and he weighs two forty. Yeah. You, however well-meaning you may think that they may be, that's just intimidating. And it's, and it's not a situation I, I can totally understand just be like, you know what? I'm going to, cause I, I have this, not even from like a, a, being afraid of being harmed physically or anything like that. But like, I try to avoid doing anything when I'm away from my wife with like another woman where it's just going to be the two of us. There's always got to be somebody else there. Yeah, it's your I own, think, it's your own boundaries, you know, Yeah, it just but makes, I, it just makes more sense. Um, some people used to think I was crazy when I was newly single, that mm -hmm. the route I always chose to go home was one where I know I would be making a turn that I would notice if somebody was behind me because mm -hmm. it wasn't a populated road. And I would always take that way home. And if there was someone behind me, I wouldn't go home. I'd just drive around the neighborhood until they weren't behind me anymore. And a lot of men, that's completely unfathomable. Now, I'm sure. Right. But I also know for men, when they go into a restaurant, they sit in a place where they can see the door. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't mm -hmm. occur to me in a million years. But my husband, now I know where we go. He wants to yeah. sit where We're he can see who's coming see the in the door. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and I think that there's some like sexism working for women too in some of those statistics because I think that our culture has taught us that men make more money, so they're going to be the better vic the better victim for a criminal. I think that that works in the favor of women sometimes as well. Um, and but but to to think that there's not a a, a true difference is, is, is just silly. Oh, but and there, there is female privilege as well, which women don't like to talk about. I can tell you for a fact, and I still feel bad about it, but it's real. When I won my region one election, I was only in the party for a year and a half. And I know damn well, I know this, and this sucks for me to know it. And it sucks for the person I be that one of the reasons I won is because I was a woman younger and the guy I was running against was an old white man. 
Mm. I, I yeah. know that for a fact. And he still resents me to this day. Now, obviously, I couldn't do anything about it, but I don't blame him either. I felt mm. sucky for me to know that. You want to win on your own merits. There yeah, is such sure. thing as female privilege. Right, but you've earned your shit now. Yeah, <laughs> but then I was brand new. I yeah, really yeah. was brand new, and he was deeply resentful, and I don't blame him for being so. Okay, I get that, but you've, you have paid for that shit. <laughs> I've seen it. And, 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 and again, one of the things that I just find, and maybe it's just because it's me, but among the people that, that are in the party, you were one of those people. I went, oh, that's one of the good ones. Oh, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. know her. I want to get to know her. She's cool. And, and, and you were like that. Josh was like that. Um, there were a few people down the road that I, that I was like, oh, I want to get to know this person because they're interesting and they have ideas because I like to think and I like people that have ideas and want to put those ideas forward. Um, and you were one of those people. Um, so so again, you've earned your shit, Karen Ann, and <laughs> that's just where it is. And, uh, and, and so I, I'd like to see you succeed. And, um, you know, I, I've made it very clear to just about everybody that I'm about done with the LP. I, I oh, very, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm trying. But, I'm trying, Karen Ann. I'm trying to keep him. At least make it to but, Reno to see what we can do. But <clears throat> if anyone can get me to stay, it will be you. It will be people like you. The fuck am I Sorry, Chad. Yes, Chad, your chopped liver. Hey, chopped. look at it this way. I, I beg to everybody, to listen, I get you're discouraged now, but let's see what we can do in Reno mm-hmm. because just imagine if the right, and I know everyone's always saying, if you just vote harder, right? I know you're laughing at me down there, Nico. I know it. But, but <laughs> if we had the right messaging team, even if it was just for two years, can you imagine Yes, the I way can. we could shake up this country. I can. And that, and that's why I think shit like what's going on right now is going on right now. Because if if people like yourself, people like Josh, people like um like Adam, like people like and not to just, you know, yeah, uh, no, Ken, Mol- Ken Molman, who was yeah. uh, who's Ken know, Molman's like, a badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If people like you guys get the reins. Oh mm-hmm. no. And, and, and the, the, the state knows that one of the things I've said is that, and I still believe this, if I do remain involved in the LP, um, I will still believe this. We will never get to freedom through a ballot box. It will never happen. Uh, Rothbard was right. We only get there when a, a the vast majority of people have realized the illusions, and I'm not quoting this, just a paraphrase, but um, realize the illusions of the state and deny it. That's the only way we're going to get there. Um, but I do think that the LP, and we'll always support the LP to the extent that they are definitely educating people. But if people like you get a hold of those reins, it will hurt the state. I want to hurt the state. Like, you know, people, that's what I, listen, that's, I live for that shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's that's my point. (laughs) I've always described this as like a big boss fight with uh, where we have like, you know, that you have the the LP is like the, uh, I don't know, like the, the, the soldier with the armor that's, you know, fighting right, right there in front, like doing the, you know, the old standard, you know, I'm going to march in front and I'm going to do the things the way that you're supposed to do them through the ballot box and all this stuff. And then you have like your activists and you have all these different things, your agorists and, but we're all doing our own thing to try to slay that boss. 
Sure. And we need every one of those things. Like not no one of those things can can claim that it is the only way or or that it will be the exclusive um, path to to victory. I think everybody doing what they are passionate about and what they think is the best and most effective way to use their talents is is the way that you 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 take that big boss down. And I wanted to say this, like in our um, in our Hotep Nation chat last night when the whole uh, thing was going on, I would I was at dinner with some with a client and and a coworker. So I didn't I caught like the first thirty minutes, and then I think I had to watch the rest on YouTube after we got done. But uh, shout out to Hilawe. He was saying he he was like he's like, hey, what's going on with this thing? I, I'm I'm just starting to to catch up with it. And then he watched the whole thing, and then he was like giving me play by play, like what was going on, and everything. And so he said something about um, let's see what he said. Uh, oh, he said uh, something about Bishop Hinchman, and then he said then. Uh, it said, and that got Sec- Secretary Harless combative. And I was like, Karen Anders, our guest tomorrow, she's a beast. And he's like, he's so he said, oh my God, awesome. She's the star after this conference call. So anyway, I just wanted to say, like, people who I didn't even know were like watching. Oh, <laughs> until, I lost until my the thing shit last night. Um, man. <laughs> but, they were, they were, they yeah. were cheering for you. So, um, so it's, I, I think that it's, it's making, uh, e- even for, for people who aren't, you know, members or delegates or anything like that it's having an impact outside of that they're seeing that there are people who are principled and who are fighting for what's right so i had this notebook rose because i when i'm listening to the other debaters i'm writing down my points so i don't forget right it took that shit almost got thrown across the room i was so (laughs) pissed off man oh it was bad well there's a lot of there's a lot of dirty stuff like the fact that there were people who were actually saying i don't care i know if this is right or not I don't like those people, so get rid of them. <laughs> it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So, like, that shoe doesn't, and that, this is what I always try to explain to people, it, Republicans and Democrats. It's like, if you think that it's okay to give George Bush that power, then you can't complain when Obama seizes it. And then the Obama people, when they give him power, can't complain when Trump uses it. And the Trump people can't complain when Biden uses it. It's eventually you live by the sword you die by the sword so your sword better be righteousness and not this other petty bullshit it's it i i it's why i turned my camera off because Mm. some of the comments i knew i i don't control my face very well that i just like no i'll I'll probably be getting scolded before the meeting (laughs) even like actually starts so i was like oh oof And I might, I, I was like bitching to my husband the whole time. Cause yeah, that was something, but I wanted to, on the whole hurting the state thing or getting the message out thing that here's the value of the political party. I was only a line holder candidate. If anyone doesn't know what that is, it's somebody who just in a state with great ballot access, like Colorado, it doesn't cost us anything. You just put your line, your, you get the nomination at convention. You just put your name down. You don't have to do a damn thing, mm-hmm. but you, you still get all the questionnaires. So I ran as a line holder. I didn't have to do anything, but I answered every single questionnaire. So I got free space in every single paper right along mm-hmm. with the respectable candidates to just say all this anti-status shit. And that is the value of a political mm-hmm. party because mm-hmm. you guys, not any of you, just any of the non-political mm-hmm. people, you could write that to the Denver Post all you want. Yeah. It ain't going to get printed, but because For I'm sure. a candidate, it got <laughs> right. printed right there. 
And that is a huge value right there. And that is something mm -hmm. we can weaponize. And you Absolutely. do sometimes get on the debate stage. And I loved when Lily Tang Williams, who was running for Senate here, she said, forget putting body cams on police. We need to put body cams on politicians. And I <laughs> thought that was freaking awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, it, 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 that's, I agree with you. And I, I think that the stage that is provided by the state in the election cycle is definitely something we should take. I tried. Um, a LNC, former LNC member made sure I wasn't on that, um, on, on the ballot, because what happened it was that I was running for coroner because I have a degree in funeral service and I was running for coroner here in my county and she was the county chair as well as a member of the LNC. I'm not going to name a name, but she decided to volunteer to take my paperwork in because I don't live in the county seat and it never made it. Yeah. yeah. And she opposed me specifically. She was one of those people standing up back in the day. So one of the problems that, that the LP needs to get, I agree that, you know, we shouldn't just line up. I didn't, you know, I'm not going to line up just because somebody's got an L next to their name and vote for them. That's not how I work. That's never mm -hmm. going to be how I work. But we need to protect our own. As much as I disagree with minarchists about this, that, or the other thing, they have my support because they want to weaken the government. And oh, yeah. I hope they weaken so. it enough for us to kill it. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> it's like that jar where it's like, yeah, but I loosened it for you. You know? Yeah, like, no, man, go ahead. Weaken it because I'm, I'm, I'm ready back here. Like, yeah, no. Sure. Hey, don't pay attention to what's behind my back. Go ahead. Right. Right. <laughs> For this You're cool. Go on. <laughs> do what you're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, so, Karen Ann, as we wrap up, um, is there anything you want to particularly plug um, down below? Your uh, Twitter is linked, and your YouTube is linked. That's that's cool with me. Um, I'm not a big plugger, you know. I mm -hmm. figure people, you know, find what they'd like to. I do encourage people to get involved in the LP, mm -hmm. um, despite all of this. Because I do want to take over the LP for libertarian principles because mm -hmm. the vehicle is so valuable. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can get on a national stage and just blow people's minds. And that's that's my goal. Like these people who want me off the LNC, you know, they're all we're going to vote you out in Reno. And I'm like, don't promise me for a good time. You know, don't threaten me with a good time because <laughs> you know how much I, I I volunteer 40 hours a week yeah, yeah. to the LNC. And be, when I was making money, like I used to be pretty, like you go through feast and famine. And when I was in my feast phase, I spent ten dollars to $15,000 out of my own money every year. And my poor husband, like sometimes I don't know why he puts up with it. But the thing is, I say to these people, see, they don't know me. They, like if they stop for a second, I think they would probably say we probably should keep her there because it'll keep her at least busy in something that more of the world doesn't see. Because the minute I'm not on the LNC, my ass is going to be running for every public office I can. And I am bound and determined to embarrass the fuck out of all you moderates. And I can do it. And I hope my ass gets on Kennedy one day and then I'm really going to embarrass the fuck out of you. So if you know what's good for you, maybe you want to kind of keep me tied up in the LNC where only you guys get to see me. Because if you think getting me off the LNC is going to silence me or give me less power in LNC, libertarian power is like this 
so stupid. Well, that's what I was the to the Game of Thrones thing. I was like, it's almost like they're just LARPing as Game of Thrones yeah. characters. Yeah, because it's, it's not it's even there's, there's not even like a ring of power. Like it's a ring of like powerlessness. It, yeah, to a certain extent. <laughs> Where can but I, I think like that's going to neutralize me? So that I can make forty hours of my time. <laughs> right. You to really do... want that? Yeah. It's a it's a case of be careful what you ask for. Right. So because where... I ain't going nowhere, bitches. <laughs> my girl. <laughs> so what were you saying, Nico? Oh no, I was just gonna ask where can I sabotage this so I could just see her blow up everything. With her arm <laughs> <laughs> like that's you said in Reno. Like I, I look. I most definitely am interested in going to different conventions and different things and get, having different experiences and viewing. Um, you know the political party from not so uh, you know black suit and black tie. You know a little yeah. loose, but um. I would just need the experience to like really dwell into it other than books, you know, books are great and all, but you know, books don't talk back. So it's like, <laughs> uh, well, you know, conventions, forget the politics. They're just fun. Yeah. You know, okay. They're, they're fun on, they're fun you, on their own. And it's fun just to people watch. Like, even <laughs> if you're not sure. going to do the politics thing, just to watch the theater of it. Yeah, like for sure. in the different kinds of people and star child going up with his fairy wings and his, his Daisy Dukes. I mean, there's very little, you can't and, pay for that shit. It's the only thing more entertaining than a homeowner's <laughs> association battle, you know? So it's worth going, even if you're not part of the party, just for the good time, though. I have a good time doing it. You know, the whole thing, because what I still surprise people with last night, who I don't watch the LNC in a while, is that during these couple of years where they haven't been paying attention, Mama got really good at parliamentary procedure. And all of a sudden I was ninjing them out because normally it's the suits, it's the moderates who had mastered mm -hmm. that. But mm -hmm. I'm about to get my certification. So now I know how to use their weapons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what's dangerous, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's what's, sure. what's when you watch Star Child go up with his Daisy Dukes and his fairy wings on. But then he like delivers. First of all, he, the most he, he announces it. He announces his motion perfectly and then delivers this like scathing yet eloquent and perfectly worded um, motion yeah. or, or just a, you know, a statement that he, that he wants to, a, a resolution or something like that, that he wants to put forth. Um, that's what's, that's what's really yeah, they, fun to people watch. People look at him and they discount him. He's one of the most brilliant people yeah, I know. He's, and really he's one of the most gifted writers that I know. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I helped. I had him help me write uh, something that I wrote. He's, I wrote. He's I a wrote big like a poem. brain. Yeah. Oh my god! For sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, Karen Ann, thank you very much for coming on. This has been a very good, entertaining, and informative <laughs> <laughs> conversation. And um, you know, know that um, you have lots of people, and I know you know this already, but just add, you know, at least Chad and I, possibly Nico, um, to your uh, support. I got my eye on Nico. That's just, you know. Hey, yeah, Look, hey <laughs> dude. This guy. I'm going to get him linked up in old. Illinois. Yeah, he's 22. He's, yeah, he's, he's old. Wait, 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 wait. Got a little budding I'm superstar a little here. I'm going to be 23. Yeah, that's right. Father's uh, Day, you turn 23. Right. Yeah. And he's going to do it at my house, dude. He's coming with the hookah and... <laughs> Man, we're gonna get him fucked up this weekend. I'm telling you. <laughs> the video or it didn't happen. <laughs> well, well, he's already talking about videoing it for Chad. <laughs> but pause. Uh, 
Hey, you bitch, that thing. But uh, <laughs> only fans, man, monetize that shit. <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, but no, you know, you have lots of support out here. Make sure you mm. always ingest that. That that for all of these shitheads that are talking shit, right. there's probably 10 of us out there going, get them! Just fucking get them! <laughs> you know, over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Because Hold the feet to the fire. You, you right. represent us. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Totally appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. And Absolutely. you guys have anything else you'd like to say? Oh, uh, I love the lava girl pink hair. That shit is cold. I have to say that. That's one. Number two, um, you put me on a lot of game. I most actually, this is real dope. Like I'm talking to somebody who's a secretary in the LP party. I mean, granted, I, Marcus and Chad got pull and connect and all that, but like, this, like is, her. this is like, yeah, no, nah, this is real dope. And I know for a fact you have hella pool. Uh, can't wait to visit Colorado. See what awesome. uh, new things you you uh, <laughs> put out there. And uh, uh, but yeah, no, thank you very much for this. Um, couldn't be blessed otherwise for any other guests on today. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, just keep doing you. Just light fires on these motherfuckers and yeah. do you. <laughs> it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you as well. Yeah, and I just want to tell everybody to not forget, if you haven't already, to like, to share, <laughs> to subscribe, and uh, to go to our Patreon and uh, throw some ducats at us. At the $5 level, you get to join the Anarch chat where you uh, join the Telegram and uh, you get Daryl's uh, emergency alerts when uh, when guns go on sale or ammo or anything like that <laughs> and uh, yeah. all the other stuff. Tim got his uh, his thing. I'm not going to I'm not going to out anybody, but uh Anyway, and then also if you have some, if you want to buy, if you want to buy some of the gear like uh, like what Marcus has behind him or what Nico has behind him and that shirt that Marcus has on, damn Marcus, you can't get up. Go to the Teespring store. Oh, that's Marcus funny. Designed all kinds of awesome shirts. Um, but uh, but no, Karen Ann, thank you very much. This is this was great, and uh, I, you know, watching watching all this stuff unfold. And then knowing that you were coming on our show, I was like, golly, I don't know if she's going to have any energy left. But then here you are, bringing the heat still. So we appreciate it very, very much because I know you've been grinding uh, heavy on this. So, All right. You guys have an awesome, awesome night. Yeah, you too. Thanks again. Take care. Much love. Stay free. Peace. Shit, let me hit the thing. I need to hit the outro. (laughs) I was too busy blowing kisses. I forgot. All right, everybody, I'm about to hit it. Y'all ready? Stay Stay safe, Marcus. (laughs)